Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is... Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Jason. And we are hitting an interesting time. It's summer, so I don't love summer because it's hot and I sunburn real easy, and I was not built for hot weather or for the sun. Um, and our kids are out of school, so we don't have... Yay! <laughs> we don't have eight hours a day to ourselves. But even more exciting is we're coming into con season, something we are excited about. Yeah, it's good to be getting more back to normal there, I think. Still working on it, but seems to be trending upward, which is good. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, Because of that, like news, crowdfunding is always a little bit slow um, as we head into summer and con months. But I do have some, I had some interesting picks uh, this week. So without further delay, let's move into news and crowdfunding. Okay, so first up is something that we've talked about before when they originally came out, but uh, Board Game Tables is doing it again. And uh, the first Kickstarter I want to talk about, the title of this Kickstarter is Kabuto Sumo, Total Mayhem, and so much more. Uh, so boardgametables.com is actually like just trotting out a whole bunch of stuff right now. So available on this Kickstarter, you've got some original games that they have already put out before, but you're able to get them. So Kabuto Sumo, On Tour, QE, and Bytes. Um, of these, I've only played On Tour, but I'm obsessed with it. You can also get original expansions that they offered for Kabuto Sumo and Bytes in this Kickstarter. But now they've also got new products. One is a new expansion for Kabuto Sumo called Total Mayhem Expansion. One is an expansion for QE called Commodities Expansion. And another one is an expansion for Bites called New Recipes Expansion. And then what I'm most excited about is On Tour has a new standalone game where you go through New York and Paris. Um, two places I think would be really fun. They've also got some Kickstarter promos that you can purchase. Um, Andre the Goliath for um, Kabuto Sumo. There's some Rockstar dice for <laughs> on tour. Um, Ian O'Toole has some checks for QE. And there's three new rule cards um, for bites. So lots of stuff. You can get all kinds of things at all kinds of price points. And I won't go over all of them today. But it says... They have this whole another section that says swapsies allowed. So if you already own some of the games, in the pledge menu you can swap any games or expansions from the bundles from the bundles for something in their lineup that you don't have. So if you get a bundle and you're like, okay, well I've got Kabuto Sumo the base game, um, but I want like the new expansion stuff, you can swap out the base game for one of their big other games like Loot Lima. Or um, there's one with ghosts, and I can't remember the name of the ghost one for life. Ghosts of Christmas? No, 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 not that one. Oh, oh, not that one? All right. No. I don't know why I'm asking you. You don't know what I'm looking at. There's like a pizza delivering ghost one. Is that what you're talking about? It might be that one. Where you're like uh, trying to deliver these pizzas and not, not get bogged down by ghosts? Could be. I'm just, all they have is like a little tiny picture. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I guess that has a ghost on it. All I can see are the ghosts, but there could be pizza delivery in there. So, or you maybe have one expansion for one of the games and you want one of the, so there's like big and small. So like there's small games like Mountain Goats, we really like. Sequoia is good. GPS, 
not I would not recommend. Uh, we don't talk about GPS. It's like Bruno. We don't talk about it. There's dandelions. There's ghosts of Christmas. So those are small. So they'll let you like do all kinds of swapping. You can swap a big game for a big game, a small game for a small game, two smalls for a big, or one big for two smalls. So they really are like, hey, we want you to get everything that you want through this Kickstarter which I think is super cool. So if you want like all of just the new stuff, it's 89 bucks for the new stuff. Um, but you can piecemeal, mix and match all kinds of stuff um, through this crazy Kickstarter. So if you like any of the stuff from boardgametables.com, check this one out. Kabuto Sumo, Total Mayhem, and so much more. Six days left once this episode drops and a variety of prices. Yeah, I want that on tour stuff real bad. Um, that Paris one looks real cool. I watched Rado play it and it looks fun. Well, and it, they're like trying to, they're trying to let you get whatever you really want. And I think that's cool. Yeah. I haven't looked at the, uh, the pledge manager, but that's awesome that you can like substitute in and out and stuff. Yeah. That is, I f- that's amazing. I know. I feel like you really should just sign up and pledge a dollar and then see how the pledge manager works out. Yeah. That's what I think I'm going to do. All right. Well, there you go. Um, the next one I want to talk about is interesting because this is a total um, like family game, but the creator of this game um, is not new. He is from the team behind Regicide. And this game is called Flappy Families, which sounds silly and hilarious. And as you can imagine, it's about birds. Now, I've mentioned before, I don't like birds. I'm not a bird person. But apparently, I like games about birds. And this is no exception. So, Flappy Family is about birds in um, New Zealand. So, it seems very specific, but the designer lives in New Zealand with his family. So, this game is um, where you're trying to collect large bird families. So, it's set collection. And you're trying – you want to avoid – the predator birds. So you've kind of got this grid of cards face down on the table. On your turn, you will flip one up. They call it flip a bird up, like turn it up in the wild. <laughs> flip a bird. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. So um, the wild is like the game space where the cards are set out in a grid. And you've got like these little tiles that ch- change up each game for the bonuses that you can get, which I always really like. So then once you turn up one of the cards, the birds that's in the wild, you've kind of got three options. So you can get cards out of your hand. You can put two down into the empty space, any empty space in the wild and draw two new ones. Um, you can take the card that you turned faced up, that bird into your hand and then replace it with a card from your hand face down um or you can turn over a second card that's in the wild that's face up and if they match you take them both into your hands um so there's like this it's like a matching game in some ways but you can like strategically maybe put one of your cards down face down on the table to wait to match it later because you know that you place it there like kind of like seeding the wild out there um, like there are predator cards. If you reveal a predator card, it has to go in your hand. Um, and then everything is face down at the end of your turn. So the bigger the family size of birds you have, the more points it's going to sco- score for you. Um, and predators lose points for you. So it's pretty easy kind of concept to play, but lots of nuance and strategy. Um, the artwork is really cute and funky. I really like it. Um, so like the predators are like stoats and stuff. Um, 
and there's these, I mean, the colors are very, um, I don't, they're just captivating. And so you've got, they're kind of in different, like there's like a swooping singers family. There's a forest flyers family. There's a bright beauties family. And they've got all these different kind of birds that are in that family with these really cute, um, artwork to them. So if you like games about birds, if you like set collection games, if you like games for the family, check this one out. Flappy families, eight days left, 27 bucks. I like the price. The art is really cute too. Like it, it looks good. Yeah. It, it, it makes me feel like it's one of those games where it can be like a very kid, like preteen kind of game, but not one that you want to beat your head against the wall when your kid asks you to play it because there is some strategy that can be employed in it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And the last one, I by far the most interesting for me out of this group, um, and it's about dogs. And not that I dislike dogs. I just will never own one because they're too much maintenance. I like other people's dogs. I just don't ever want to have my own. But I guess I could live vicariously through this game, and it's called Bark Avenue. In Bark Avenue, you are a dog walker in New York City. And, you know, there's a lot of perils being a dog walker in New York City. Um, so not only do you have to do your job where you need to walk your dogs around the city um, and each dog card tells you, like, how long of a walk a dog needs to have. If the dog needs to, you know, poo on their walk. If the dog, um, what kind of toys they like to play with. Um, how fast or how slow they can go. Uh, so you've got these dogs that you're kind of drafting to walk. You have a city die or a park die, depending on where you are, um, that you roll to see what happens. Um, there's these squishy poop little um, like game bits. So if the dog poos, they stay there, which I think is hilarious. Um, and then you're going to walk around the neighborhood. You can only move as far as your slowest dog can walk, which, again, very thematic. Um, then you can do actions in the neighborhood. You can pick up new dogs. You can drop off dogs that you've walked. Um, you kind of need to then make sure you walk them far enough. Uh, there's like this upkeep, like see how long each dog has been walked. They each have a different length they require, different things they require. Um, then you've even got other events that are happening. Uh, maybe something is out of order in the city or, you know, pigeons come by and you're also kind of competing for dogs and, and spaces based on everybody else in the in the game. And you want, you know, you get more tips if your dogs go to their favorite spots or they play with their favorite toy. And so you're really trying to gather the most money in the time, like the day that you have to walk these dogs. Like it just seems so fun to me. Like I just think it's hilarious. Like, oh, oh we can't, we... We, we found some service alleys, so we're going to walk through them and we can go diagonally. Like our squishy poop tokens, there's dog walker meatballs. There's just a lot of dog bones. There's a lot of really cu cute and cool stuff in a game that is, you know, has some really great mechanics of, you know, managing, you know, route optimization, pick them and deliver, hand management, all those things that I really like. So... If that interests you, you like dogs, you like any of those mechanics, um, you like squishy poop meeples, check out Bark Avenue. Ten days left in that Kickstarter, and the base pledge is $49. Yeah, this looks good. The theme is funny. Anything that has poop meeples. <laughs> I'm in. I'm down. Yeah, it just seemed like a, a when I looked at it originally, like a pick up and deliver dog game, and that was cool. I don't, Yeah, I don't care about dogs, but it looked like a fun game, so... 
definitely one that has me intrigued for sure. Yep. And so that is the news I have on crowdfunding this week. All right. So let's take a look at some games that we played. We actually went to our new hotness buddy in his wife's house for a Memorial Day cookout. Played a few games. There were six of us. Um, before we get to that, we want to talk about a game that not a lot of people are going to be talking about. It's pretty new. Came out in seven the 1700s. Stop. It did. It really did come out in the I, 1700s. I'm not saying it didn't. <laughs> but the game is called Hanafada, or the cards are called Hanafada. I don't know, either way, which means flower card, right? Yes. And the game that we played, the version of the game using those cards is called Koi Koi. Now... I'll let Katie talk to this a little bit more because it has to do a little bit more in her world. But this is a game where players are trying. It's basically a set collection game with these really cool like um, Japanese cards. They have 12 suits that are representing the 12 months of the year. And what you're trying to do is you are trying to collect different sets to score a pile of points. Well, not a pile, at least a point (laughs) before your opponent can score some points. And you're supposed to play over 12 rounds, but you can play over six. And whoever has the most points after all that is the winner. So this is a, a game that is from Japan, Katie's grandma, who was Japanese, taught Katie how to play this game with some rules that she just passed down. But we tried to play it with the rules that we found on BGG. Uh, had a couple different tweaks to the, the rules, and we tried to play it that way. We'll probably go back to the old way, but we just wanted to do it with the official rules. Katie stopped me. Um, it's in her blood, I guess. But yeah, Hanafada, solid game. I'll let Katie talk about it a little bit more because... Yeah, it's more in her wheelhouse, I think. Yeah, I I love Hanafada. I played it with my family a lot. Um, when you're younger, my grandma, she and my grandma's brutal. She'd play Penny a Point, man. Um, I play with my dad and my cousins, my sister. So the great thing about Hanafada is the cards are so beautiful. They're just little, they're tiny little cards. I don't know what size that would be considered. Yeah, like it's like micro cards now that they put in games, like those early Ticket to Ride cards that were real small. Yeah, the interesting thing is um, Nintendo is the one who started out making Hanafada cards, and they still do, even now after they're way into video games and stuff, as a nod kind of to their history. And so there's some really cool Hanafada cards out there. Um, I have kind of the classic artwork on the two sets I have. One is a set that was passed down to me from my grandma. Still got the... (laughs) Japanese yen fry stag on it um and it's missing one set so you got a filler card or one of the cards from the sets um but they make them with like the Mario characters there is a set that's outrageously expensive with Pokemon they have a lot of like anime crossover uh sets um that there is definitely a market for collecting Hanafada sets I wish it were easier to get to here in the states but it's not um, the artwork is really beautiful though, even on the originals. And the more you look at them, the more kind of you're able to see the connections. Um, each month has like this prevailing plant. So like your February cards have these plum blossoms. So they're kind of this reddish orange, particularly shaped plum blossoms. And there's four different cards that depict different scenes for each month. So that's something to get used to, especially if it's not something that you grew up seeing. And there's lots of different ways to score points in this, which is what I like. You can collect animals. You can collect um, different colors of paper. You can collect... um, these like really ornate types of um, cards that are called brights. 
Um, or you can collect just the plain, like basic picture ones. If you get 10 of those, that's a point. So it's a, in general, a low scoring game, there can be, there's a little push your luck element to where if you hit one of those scoring, um, kind of markers and you're like, okay, well, I've made this, I've collected this particular set. You can push your luck and keep going. But if your opponent, um, scores, hits like a, hits their own scoring mark before you get a second one, you don't get any points, um, which is it's just kind of a, another fun and you're a fun thing. You're watching what other people are collecting because you don't want them to hit those kind of scoring milestones, um, especially if you have pushed your luck a little bit. It's like quick, easy, doesn't take up much table room. The cards come in these tiny little boxes that you can carry around in your pocket, in your car, in your purse, play at, at um, you know, a restaurant while you're you're waiting for your dinner while you're waiting to order like super portable, uh, super easy. You can play generally you play 12 rounds. So like the 12 months of the year, but you, you know, it's flexible. Um, my grandma's way of scoring was much simpler. I don't know if she made it simpler for us as kids, but we always played that way. There just weren't as many options to like in the round. Um, but I don't know. She's tricky. So <laughs> I love Hanafada. Um, you can get basic sets pretty cheap on Amazon. And there are rules and like forums about it all over BGG. Um, so I think it's worth checking out. It's really pretty. Yeah. And if you buy a set of cards, it's probably not going to come with the rules. But again, like Katie said, there's tons of different variations of rules. There's a Hawaiian version, which Katie wouldn't let us play because... She said it was inferior or something. I uh, don't start. Don't <laughs> start some stuff. No, but yeah. So if you get some cards, the cards are real cheap. You're not going to get the fancy ones that Katie was talking about earlier, but you can get the basic set. I think we got one for like 10 bucks or something because we wanted to replace the, well, we thought we lost that old one that Katie had, but turns out it just was hidden. Um, but yeah, yep, I found it. it's, it's a fun game. I'm go- We're going to try to do some kind of video on it so you can see it because it doesn't get a ton of love and people need to see it. It's a pretty lucky game and it's just fun, but that's what games are all about, right? Yep. All right. So next, we're going to talk about the two games we played at six players on Memorial Day. And the first one is a game that we have played before. I don't think we played it at six, but we did this time. And it is called Ethnos. So this is a game from Paolo Mori and published by Simon. We love Simon games. And effectively what this game is, is it is Ticket to Ride with area control. So I I say that for Royals, but that's effectively what this is. You're trying to collect these different races of cards. You're going to play with six different factions of cards. And then on your turn, you're either going to draw a card or you're going to play cards down in front of you. And the way you play cards is you have to play the same faction or you have to play the same color of cards. And whatever cards on top is going to be your leader. And the leader is the ability that you get to take. So it could be a whole bunch of different people, but as long as they're the same color, just put one on top, that's what you get to take. And then you're going to score points for the cards you play down in front of you at the end of the era. And you're also trying to get little discs out on the map to score points for some area control at the end of every era. And it's going to go, the points are going to go up from era one, two, and three in each of these things. It's a really simple game. It plays pretty quickly, even at six players, because again, you can do two things on your turn draw a card play some cards and yeah I, I like it 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 has some pretty terrible art i think and the board is probably too small for what it needs to be but i'm a i'm a palo mori fan so no surprise that i like this one so 
Ethnos to me is a pretty good game. So what do you think about Ethnos? Uh, it's okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just don't really like it. <laughs> and I remember last time not liking it either, um, because it is about area control. No matter what way you look at it, which I'm really terrible at, even though I try really hard to do better. Um, I think using different factions and like choosing who's the leader to put um, their power at work is cool. I just think there are other games that maybe do it better than this one. This is one that maybe if I played it, you know, 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, okay. I don't know how long it's been out, but probably not that long. <laughs> but when I first started in board games, I, I might have liked it a lot better. But since I've played such a wider variety of games, there are others that do some of those things, like employing um, certain like card powers that I would prefer over this one. And yeah, it's ugly. Yeah, I mean, it just feels t- like a step up from Ticket to Ride to me. But I kind of agree that I think I would rather play Royals than this. Yeah. Royals just f- feels a little like more a-, a deeper game, I guess. I mean, it's effectively the same thing, but I don't know. I just like the way that Royals package is a little bit better. But yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's not one that I think I need to own or anything, but I do like it. And it plays six players, and it's not a terrible game that plays six players. So I do appreciate that. All right, so next is a game that we do really like. We've played this game, not this version that we played, but we've played the system a lot, and that's Clank. So we played a six-player game of Clank using the asymmetric decks. I don't know what that's called. Adventuring Party, I think. And we played on the Temple of the Ape Lords map, and I'm not sure which scenario that is. But we were trying to collect these different uh, types of tokens to score some extra points. That's effectively, and you're swinging from ropes. I'm not sure which side it is, but it's that expansion, one of the two sides of the board. Um, so it's Clank, six players. We each had our own individual player ability that kind of gives you a little bit of variation. And the interesting thing about the six player is that when it's not your turn, you have some cards in your deck that you can play them out of turn, which are going to let you play more cards when it comes back around to you if somebody does something in the game. So, for example, my card was... One of my cards was if someone bought the last companion out of the market row, I could play my card and I had another card to play on my turn. And other people had different cards. Like some people could take damage. If someone takes something you didn't have already from the market, you could play a card and that kind of thing. So it's a little bit more, I guess, less downtime because you're paying attention to what people are doing, trying to play extra cards. So you have more stuff to go on your turn. Outside of that, it's effectively Clank, uh, new map, and same mechanisms, just the cool react abilities and all that kind of thing. Uh, I still stand by Clank should be no more than four players. Even at four players, I think it can go a little bit long. But the react cards do help. I don't think they make it, you know, go make it be a game that should be played at six players, but they, they do help. But either way, I still like Clank. This was a cool map, and I would gladly play this map again, just not at six. So how do you feel about Clank? this well let's just talk about the map because six is terrible but how'd you feel about the how'd you feel about the map on this one um i didn't mind the map i tried to play my person in a in a different way like oh they get extra things if they have a monkey idol so i had to go get the monkey idol well, the monkey idol is all the way across the board at the top and i didn't even get below ground until we were way into it so um that maybe was a mistake <laughs> And I just picked um, my player based on color. 
as opposed to kind of what the player does or how the deck works and to think about sometimes it's nice to think about how, what kind of style do I normally play in a deck builder and what kind of you know power suits that especially because an, another thing is the the player that I got you would m remove a gear for this bot some kind of monkey chroma bot I don't know that I had uh you were you move a gear to get a bonus every time you get damage from the big bad well I don't ever like to take damage so for a majority of the game I wasn't really getting any benefits from my character uh so I think that did not help anything at all um but again I always like new clank boards because there's this kind of really interesting variety of ways to move and things that you get and um the effects from the board and the different cards like I really like that I, I like the idea of having different starting decks as players I think that's that's exactly where clank should have headed as it's moving and expanding um yeah I, I like it I like it and it looks better than the space one so I also like that yeah, that's true. And the the dragon is turning into this big like monkey overlord thing, which is pretty cool. So it's moving around, slapping you around, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, if you like Clank, all the maps are just going to give you different stuff to enjoy. And the asymmetric player powers are really cool. You have different starting cards. That's cool. So I would recommend using those or to get that expansion because it does make it a little bit cooler. But yeah, I still like Clank. I'll always like Clank, I think, because it's just a good game. But yeah, so those are the three games we played. Let's move on. Like I mentioned before, con season is starting up and Origins for us is the first kind of major con that we're headed to. Um, thankfully for us, lucky for us, Origins is kind of in our backyard, just about an hour away um, in our home state of Ohio. So we are excited about hitting Origins this year. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit bigger than last year. Uh, not not up to full speed, but getting closer and so we thought, let's let's look for some things that we are excited about to see at Origins this year. Some games that have been teased that are going to be there. Although, to be fair, there are times where they say these games are going to be there and I show up and look around and can't find them. But we will do our best. So we thought, let's give a little preview of what we're looking forward to at Origins to maybe get you a little bit fired up about them, to have you start thinking about... Um, what new games are going to be out this year. So Jace, what is your first game that you are looking for at Origins? All right. So Anna, up at the top, we're going to do a disclosure or disclaimer. Um, some of these games may not come out at Origins, but that's just what's on the BGG list. So True. We only we know about, what we know. <laughs> yeah. We talked about some last year and apparently they never came out. So uh, yeah, just pretend like that didn't happen. Um, so the first one that I'm excited about is one I think that you covered on Kickstarter news at some point. Because I, it sounds really I feel like familiar. Maybe. And it is from Game Brewer. My whole list could have been Game Brewer, but I didn't do that because the Game Brewer ones are the ones I'm the most excited about. But is that is that in general for you? Like does has Game Brewer always done types of games that you like? Yeah, that like they do Paris, Gugong. They they bring a lot of like mid to upper mid Euros that I enjoy. But yeah. They're fairly new, but every time they put out a new game I get excited about it. Okay. I'll just check in. So so this one, this game is called Hippocrates. Is that right? Yes. Hippocrates. Because I keep calling it Hippocrates, and I know that's not right. But that's Definitely what it looks like. not. Uh, and this is, <laughs> this is supposed to be for sale. It's supposed to be $70. Again, 
going on the list that we looked at. And what this game is, is you are basically early doctors and you're trying to figure out how to treat some patients in a temple. Uh, and it, the game takes place over five phases. They each have a Latin name that I'm not going to try to say, but the first phase is going to welcome some patients to the hospital. The second phase, you're going to um, have to pay doctors. The third phase, you're going to be hiring new doctors and getting medicine. Fourth phase, you're going to treat the patient. And the last phase is like a cleanup phase. And according to BGG, it has some auction bidding, some tile placement, resource management, and all those things sound exciting to me. And the theme is cool. Like we have a game called Clinic that is about running a hospital, but this like goes in a little bit more and you're going to be trying to heal patients and that's cool. And I think the art and the layout and the graphic design and all that looks amazing. So this is definitely one that I am excited about. Can't wait to check it out. Probably won't buy it because it's expensive, but I definitely want to look at it. So Hippocrates is my first one. I can't believe you won't attempt the Latin because I mean, if you don't try non-English words, what am I going to make fun of? Okay, fine. Uh... <laughs> don't, don't stop. <laughs> Interesting that you point out clinic because that will also be there along with That's a, true. a billion expansions. Apparently we just have like true. the initial expansion, but so if you Which are is still more than you need, right? It's a lot. It's a lot. If you, if you are in, in the medical field or like that, there's a lot of games for you. Like this one's obviously about take care of people because it's where we get our Hippocratic oath is from Hippocrates. Anyway. Yeah, I did know that, but I, di- I didn't. It, yeah, I didn't want to say it. So, mm. don't want people to think you're smart. I did. I mean, I just said hypocrites earlier. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> we don't want to, you know, make people think different than me. As much as like people mispronouncing things drives me crazy, I absolutely love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And even though they t- they talk, I think they talk to hypocrites. No, it's Socrates. The Socrates dude. Socrates, yeah. Socrates, so- yeah. Socrates. <laughs> Same, th- same concept, yeah. Yeah, same basic concept, about the same time period. So while Jason said all of his games could have been from Game Brewer, basically all of my games could be deduction games. I tried to throw in a one different one, but who man, there's if you like deduction, it's like coming out hard. It looks like at Origins this year. So the first one I want to talk about is called Mortem, M O R T U M, Mortem, like post mortem medieval detective and so um this was listed uh from arcane wonders or at least arcane wonders is the one bringing it to origins however bgg has other people listed as a publisher yeah uh, arcane wonders usually imports they're the american distributors yeah yeah so in this game it's this is like taking place in medieval Europe. There's legends and superstitions and you are um, solving mysteries and kind of developing a storyline. I don't understand how this game works. I'm going to say it right now. But it's kind of open world a little bit as far as how it seems to be, as far as how you figure out this mystery. It's cooperative. Um, there's deduction because you're, you're kind of you get to be some agent you choose one i guess there's a couple that you can choose from and then um you can do different things you could maybe do some surveillance or you can search through some stuff or you can interrogate people or you can just chat with them or you can you know try to be stealthy or you can just go in guns blazing it seems like it's got a really open kind of 
process to it. It reminds me in some ways, I'm hoping maybe even a little like Sherlock because it says each case requires up to three hours to play. I don't know how many cases are involved, but that idea of that kind of lengthy scenarios, this is three exciting scenarios. So that's nine hours total game. Um, you are choosing some cards. So there is card play involved. The cards can be clues, locations, witness interrogation, those kind of things. You can use the cards then to work on your investigation. You have a special action as a player. So you're trying to figure out kind of what happened in these interesting stories. That is all I know, but it is enough to really pull me in because I love mystery. I love deduction. I love cloak and dagger. I love that. Um, so I'm interested to check this out. It says, and like it already looks right now that it's on sale in the geek shop uh, for 50 bucks. So I'm excited to check it out and see what it's got going on because who boy, do I love detectives. There's, there's a couple of reviews out actually out now. I didn't see them the other day. Oh no, two years ago. What have I been doing? Well, those are probably like reviewing the prototypes. You don't really want to take a look at those. One's anyway. a play tester review. One's from seven months ago. That's probably a little bit closer. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. So definitely looks interesting. I'm excited to see that. I love me some detective stuff. So that's Mortem Medieval Detective. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm not going to like any of the games that Katie likes, but that's okay. That's why it's her list and I have my list. Um, so my next one. Now, I mean, everybody's going to love this. <laughs> this is a pickup and delivery game about delivering pizzas in New York called New York Pizza Delivery, aptly titled. Okay, that's awesome. And it is designed by Ron Rich and published by Heirloom Games, and it's supposed to be for sale, according to what BGG said, and I just looked at a forum, and it's going to be $50. I don't know if it's worth $50, but that's what they're selling it for. And effectively, from what I've seen, this is a pickup and deliver game where you are gathering ingredients, building pizzerias, and, of course, delivering pizzas around the neighborhood to earn money. Um, sounds awesome to me. I like pick-up and deliver games. Delivering pizzas is a cool theme. There's a few other games that do it, but I haven't played any of them, and I'd really like to. And it says it plays 15 to 20 minutes per player. So also not a crazy long game, which I also enjoy. So looks fun. Looks like uh, just a pick-up and deliver game. And I love those, so I'm in. So my second one is New York Pizza Delivery. I think that's the name. Yes, isn't, New York Pizza Delivery. Isn't there one that's similar that already exists that's something about New York Pizza? There's a game called New York Slice, which is a um, I split you choose. It's, it's not this, It has the same theme, but it's not like delivering pizzas. It's just about splitting up a pizza. Oh, okay. If that's what you're thinking of, I don't know. That's the only other one I know. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. There's a, a pizza delivery game called Papa Paolo. No. But we ha we haven't played that one. It's not Papa Paolo. I thought it was like New York pizza delivery. I, don't I know. mean, maybe. I, I don't know. This is the only one that I know. But you, you could be right. I, yeah, it might be New York Slice. That might be right. I might be thinking. Um, my next one is, surprise, another mystery game. And this one I actually mentioned briefly on my Gen Con list last year because it was supposed to be there and I could not find it. So hopefully I can find it this year and it is called Suspects. Um, this actually was, I think, Studio H9 um, at Gen Con, but it's Hashet Games now. And apparently it's for sale. So this should be like 
available, which I think is interesting because... <laughs> we just have to find it. <laughs> yeah, I just got to find it. The other interesting thing is that this is for sale, but the description from the publisher does not really tell you how to play this game. <laughs> so it's an investigation game. It's kind of based on like Agatha Christie type novels, which I'm a big fan of. I love me some Poirot. I love Miss Marple. Um, so instead, the very first set is um, a detective called Claire Harper. And so you've got these three stories that are paying kind of tribute to these this classic detective literature. And she specializes in criminal law. She's also like a traveler. So she's going to Scotland, to Egypt, all these different places, solving these cases. It appears uh, Z has uh, a review on this, which I should have watched, but I just now saw that. My bad. I'm interested to see what he has to say about it. Uh, based on like some of the writing about it, there's cards that come out. So, and someone someone said that they're a big fan of consulting detective and detective and all those things, and that this very much is one of their favorites. Um, you've got, and you don't have to take notes as much like you do in Sherlock because the cards that have the information on it stay out on the table, and that's what you're using to help solve the case. Um, I'm a little sad there's only three cases involved. This generally kind of happens. This is what the Mortem Medieval Detective one is. Um, but this game is only $30. So that's maybe a little bit more reasonable. Yes, Studio H. I was right. Um, but this originally was in Spanish. And so I guess that's why there aren't as many reviews for me to look at. Um, of course, everyone keeps kind of hush-hush. Um since they don't want to spoil anything for people. Um, it's kind of looking at some of the reviews, especially the written ones, a little mixed bag. Um, but I, I can't, I can't give up on a case. I can't do it. So that's why I'm really interested to finally hunt down. It's like been my own search for suspects. Yeah. I think I watched Z's review of that. But it doesn't really tell you a lot because, you know, like you said, the spoiling thing. So it's like you don't watch the review at all. Mm. Um, so I would just go into it not really knowing much about it and see what happens, I guess. Hey. That's kind of how I look at some of those games. It's like my usual life. All right. So my next one is actually a kid's game. And I picked it because it's Push Your Luck. And we all know I love Push Your Luck. Indeed. And this is a game from R&R Games, which we have uh, actually a decent amount of their games. Uh, Rajas of the Ganges, Great Voyage, Humboldt's Great Voyage, and Coralia. And this one is called Bug Off, and it's designed by Stephen Glynn. And this is a set collect, uh, a push your luck game where you're trying to collect different kinds of bugs. So on your turn, you're going to draw a card, and you're going to play a card, and you're trying to either play a card to the table, or you're using a color of car- bug to capture other cards that are out on the table of that color. The push your luck element comes in here, though, is if you flip a card and it's a net of a certain color, it captures all those bugs before players can capture those bugs, and you're not going to get any points. And if you have them already, the net will still capture them. So that's the that's the tricky part. Uh, it, it seems silly and fun, but I think it's something that our youngest will like because, I mean, it's a cool theme, and who doesn't want to capture some bugs with a net? Um, I don't really, but it's a cool theme. So that's uh, Bug Off. Bug Off! And uh, it's one that I want to check out. So my third game. Yeah, and it's also cheap, which you love. So oh, it is cheap. Yeah, yeah, I forgot <laughs> to say that. So for sale, and it is fifteen dollars. That's kind of why I made my list because it is super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And our kids always seem to want us to bring back stuff anytime we go anywhere without them for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, this is one I could bring back because it's usually like, bring me back something good. But I mean, that usually means expensive in their eyes. So, um, <laughs> right. yeah, a, a game, I think that they like those two. So that, that works. And I always just want to buy the giant Squishmallows more for myself than them. And Jason won't let me. It's true. True story. Uh, my next game is actually two. So it's sort of cheating, but they're both expansions. So I feel like it's not. And they're not standalone. And these are two expansions for Picture Perfect, which we got last year at Gen Con, I think. But it was at Origins yeah. as well. Yes. Yep. Um, this is another Arcane Wonders game. They have been bringing it for me lately. Um, and so the first expansion for Picture Perfect is called the Movie Star Expansion. Now, one great thing about this is this makes the game play up to five to six players, um, which I personally really like because um, I love to play with more people. But I also feel like this game is so easy to teach and I've taught it so many times that if I could include more people in it, that would be great. <laughs> Because I teach it to a whole group. Um, so the thing about the movie star expansion is now you've got movie stars. And from the looks of the different box art in the French and German editions, it's like classic movie stars. Like there's Laurel and Hardy and Charlie Chaplin. And I think Greta Garbo is the other person, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's got that extra player count, which I think is important. Um, and then you're just kind of integrating these movie stars into your picture and so there's more like wishes to fulfill um for different people and there's like the movie stars are in on the action so that's real quick like just a little extra addition now what i think is going to be an even bigger change is the other expansion which is called the pickpocket expansion um so this is kind of a different game mode entirely where you're finding out which guests have valuable bling and you're trying to then kind of blend your thieves in with the people so that you can get your hands on that. I don't know how that works, but it sounds, sounds fun. really cool. Right, right. Because <laughs> you're also then, you don't want to get caught. So I'm not sure how that works. And then you're still trying to get your perfect photo like you are in the base game so i don't know how that works out but um i love that idea i think that's so great they're taking what i really enjoy a game i really enjoy i really like the puzzling part of picture perfect the deduction that's to it and now it's got a little extra going on so those are two expansions for picture perfect the movie star and the pickpocket and they each look to be at least what it says now 23 dollars yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much the celebrity one seems to like add in my opinion, but the other one sounds cool for sure. All right, so my last one is a game from Dr. Reiner Knizia, and it is published by 25th Century Games, supposed to be for sale, $20, and the game is called Longboard. Um, and this is effectively, it's a game about building longboards. Uh, from what I've seen, that's the theme. And you are basically doing this by playing some cards. You're trying to get materials to build your board, and then you're trying to build your board. Each of the boards are also going to have three, uh, like one to three stickers that are going to be worth points. And you're trying to get three to four boards completed uh, to end the game. 
And then whoever has the most points after all that is the winner. Now, it's a Canizia game, so there's probably a ton of math in that scoring. The scoring is probably convoluted, but the gameplay is probably really easy. That's how games usually work. Um, I don't know that for sure because I haven't watched anything and I haven't read anything other than what's on BGG. But it seems it's a cool theme, and I've been getting into Canizia games a little bit more. So this one kind of struck me as one that I wanted to try. So my fourth one is Longboard from 25th Century Games. Yeah, I think that's a really neat um, theme. I have a, a good friend who plays board games who is really into longboarding. And I went to college with a lot a lot of guys who would like to longboard around campus. So I think this, this is something I want to check out. My last game is for demo only, which is the saddest part. But it's, Lame. I know. It's supposed to come out 2023, but this game looks so awesome. It bumped a game that I had listed into the honorable mentions that would also fit in with my deduction piece. So we'll get to that in a minute. But this game looks so dope. I actually, when I was reading about it, it made me think of uh, Fan Zero, Mike McCourney, because this seems like his kind of thematic game, but it is calling to me. The game is called Septima or Septima or however you want to say it. And it's about building your witch coven, which I think is the craziest cool theme ever. Not that I'm out, you know, in the woods with, you know, Goody Brown dancing with the devil in the moonlight or anything. No, let, let's stop. Every day for like the last two weeks, <laughs> you have been talking about mixing and making potions. So I think it... it this theme is right up your alley. So no. Let's just, let's just clear the air, right? To now. be fair, calling things potions, that's what I talk about to all my skincare stuff. And <laughs> I was making some kind of concoction to clean up a mess. Um, I don't know. But you've, you've said the word potion more in the last couple of weeks than I've ever heard that word in my time. <laughs> that's true. And in general, I see a lot of like feminist posts that are all about you know, the rising of the witches. So what can I say? <laughs> um, but this one, it's competitive game. You lead this coven and you're working in this town and you're really, you're, you're trying, your goal is to become the successor of the high witch who is the Septima. So you have nine different actions that you can do. And the thing I like about that is this has um, accent, simultaneous action selection, which I think is a really great mechanic, especially if you have a lot of players. But I think there's this there's such a cool thing that happens when you do action, simultaneous action selection. Whereas am I trying to outthink my other players? Am I trying to think like them? Um, what action do I want to take? What action do I hope they'll take? I love that kind of stuff. So in this, there's nine actions. You can move, you can collect, you can brew, you can heal, you can recruit, you can plea, you can chant, you can write, and you can remember. Write, R-I-T-E. Um, the thing is, if other people choose the same action as you, you get like really great bonuses. But if you're all out there chanting together, that's definitely going to be suspicious to the townsfolk and the witch hunters are going to start coming. So that those like decisions of, well, I want to do this action and I bet other people will, will too, so I'll get this cool bonus. But, oh, I don't really want the witch hunters to come after me because it's going to have to have me do other things. I, I think that's super cool. And then you're trying to rescue witches to kind of build your coven because there's witch, witch periodic witch trials happening. And so you're healing people and maybe enthralling people and convincing them, the townsfolk, to kind of support you. Um, so that's then going to help you like rescue witches from the witch trials because, you know, you are there to like calm down the hostile witnesses and make people, you know, 
listen to you. And then like your witches join your coven. They've got their own personalities and special abilities that can help you. Um, You can even in that if someone else is being reckless, you know, getting too much attention from the witch hunters, you can snipe their their witches from their coven and they can end up joining yours. I I just wow. I can't I can't tell you how interesting this looks. Uh, the art is also really pretty, like soft and just interesting. Um, it says it's quick to teach and set up and it takes less than two hours to play even with four players. Um which is the sure, max. Sure it does. That's what they say. And they said that it, there's also, it's one to four, so there's also a solo mode. So this is from Mind Clash, which I happen to enjoy a lot of their other games. I think this sounds super solid and interesting. And I can't wait to see it. And if it's even half as good as it sounds, like I'm looking for it in 2023 to back this up. I, it looks like it's going to hit Kickstarter this month, like June 16th is what I'm seeing in some of the comments. So who boy cannot wait. I think of all the games on the list, this is definitely the one that has the most potential of being the coolest. Agree. And and of course, it's the one that you can't buy there. It's just a stupid demo. <laughs> you know, that, that figures that's how it would go. But I mean, it's Mind Clash. They're really good at making some interesting euros with crazy themes and interesting mechanisms. So I'm sure this one's no exception. Yeah. When this hits Kickstarter, I'm definitely going to check it out because it sounds fantastic. It's probably going to be like a hundred dollars and then we'll never back it and I'll never oh, for play sure. it. We're, we're never going to have this game, but I am at least going to check it out. <laughs> um, so to be fair, that when I saw that, it kicked off another game that was on my list. So I want to kind of go into an honorable mention section because there are several games that we talked about even for our Gen Con preview that have not come out yet. So they're going to be at Origins again, but they still look really good. Um, and there's some that just didn't look as good as others. Or if I covered them in um, like a former Kickstarter kind of thing, I try to avoid those a little bit. Um, but the one that I really was going to talk about because I was on the seduction kick is Sherlock Case Connection. And this is based on the TV show version with Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock. Um, and I... As you have, you know, I am obsessed with Sherlock. And actually, particularly that Sherlock is one of my favorite editions, like, of Sherlock. Um, and they made a game, and I just really hope it's an awesome IP, because I love it so much. It is supposed to be puzzle game, investigation, deduction. Um, it gives you, the BGG thing gives you nothing, about how the game plays, um, just you're solving nefarious plots and following leads and using evidence and collecting proof. Yeah, all those things sound great to me. I hope it's as good as it is because I love Sherlock, but Septima bumped that off. But yeah, I'm definitely going to check that one out as well. And there are a couple others that we are really interested in that we've talked about before, like Distilled, where you run a distillery, Dompierre, where you're making champagne. Um, those also look really good and we're still interested in those and going to try to hunt them down. And I think those both might be for sale at Origins. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Uh, I didn't look up a couple of these, but I'll, I'll talk about some of them. The Spill is one that, of course, you still can't buy it. It was for demo last year at Origins, but this is like a really cool, has a cool uh, dice tower where it's dropping these 
dice down into these different locations. It's simulating like an oil spill and you're trying to rescue animals. That game looks cool, but again, can't buy it. It's just demo. Cryptid Cafe. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. The box looks cute, which I think is why Katie put it on the. <laughs> Do you want here. me to talk about it? Because no, it's fine. We can just we don't need to go into super details. Why they're on honorable mentions? Well, Cryptid Cafe is like um, the basic like kind of pick up and deliver. You're fulfilling orders. You're trying to be the best server, but it's got like a fun little theme to it. Was it like monsters? Isn't that what's on the cover? A little monster? Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. You're like little mar- monsters at this monster cafe. And then a game called Garden Bow, which I'm assuming means Garden Bow. <laughs> um, it, it, you're trying to become the Gartenmeister, so it's got this German gardening theme to it. So it's really cute. The box looks like it's a, a flower and seed catalog. And so you're laying tiles in like this tableau to to draft and, and make these flowers. So you're you're doing gardening type things, seedlings, plants, growing flowers. Which I think is always a fun theme. Yeah, some people liked it. Um, <laughs> I <next> do. One, <laughs> the next one actually was almost on my list, but I took it off because I wanted to talk about Bug Off because I wanted to have a kids game. And it's called Life of a Chameleon. I just think the box art's cute. The pieces are cute. It's about a chameleon trying to go around and eat certain colors of bugs. How is this now, not a kids game too? It didn't say it was. I mean, it seems like it has a lot of rules. It's like a pretty, like, it's basically an abstract game, I think. Mm. So I don't think it's a kid's game. But it might maybe it is. I don't know. But then eventually you can change the color of your chameleon because chameleons can change colors and you can get eat different types of bugs. It looked it looked really cool. I liked the box and just the theme alone kind of sucked me in because I love theme. Um, so that's why it almost made my list. But I liked Bug Off a little bit better because it had Busher Luck. So yeah, I did like that. And the last one is a Game Brewer game, Oak. Uh, Kitty talked about it on Kickstarter, I believe, at I one did. point. So we're not going to belabor the point, but it looks amazing. Um, like I said earlier, Game Brewer is fantastic. Every time they put out a game, I'm like, "Oh, Game Brewer, it's got to be good." So you know, we're gonna we're definitely going to at least look at it and smell the box and all that stuff and see if it's good. <laughs> so it, you know, because I love Game Brewer, so that's where we are. And uh, one piece of non like board game anticipated news is the board game rundown will be at origins i think it's their first time ever going and we're hoping to be able to hang out and at least play a couple games with them unfortunately dan will be there so we'll just have to grin and bear it i guess but we'll at least get a we're hoping to at least play a game or two with them and hang out at least see them talk to them have all that do all that kind of stuff so that's kind of cool so at least There'll be some people there that we do know for sure, which is exciting. Yeah, I actually went and looked back because I remember, oh, yeah, I think Mike told us to something that he wanted us to look at at Origins. And it's like, yeah, Mind Clash has a demo of Septima and then tell me about oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he I, did say that. <laughs> I couldn't remember which which game it was that he wanted. I'm like, as soon as I, as soon as I looked at that game, I'm like, dude, Mike would love this. And I'm like, oh, crap, he did. He told me. Sorry, yeah, Mike. It's, it's, You're that right. That does sound amazing. It does sound amazing. Um. Yeah, so that's what we're excited about Origins. There were a lot of games that I thought looked cool. That's my favorite part is just wandering around and saying, hey, that looks cool. Like the way that I shop, it appeals to my eyes and then I want to touch the components. And then I'm like, oh, does this have anything (laughs) that I like to play? And Origins gives me the opportunity to actually see if I'd like to play it because I am a Judgy McJudgerson about box art and components and sometimes i need to get over it i know i know chris you're rolling your eyes right now and scoffing because you're the one that always calls me on it i get it 
I get it. And so Origins is great to look into stuff that both catches my eye immediately and then doesn't because the box art maybe isn't what I, I normally like. So Mike already put his two cents in of what he wants us to look at at Origins. Is there anything out there that you are super interested in that you want to hear from us about as, um, at Origins? Because we will do an Origins recap after we've actually gone to the con. So tell and, us. And, oh, go ahead. And, and all that being said, because we're going to be at Origins next week, we're not going to be having a podcast. So Sorry. we're just we're just gonna say that now. So when Friday rolls around next week and we're having fun looking at games, and you can't hear our dulcet tones, <laughs> go listen go go listen to an old episode. We have plenty of them. So uh, just just be prepared. No new episode next week. The origins post mortem or recap whatever will be the following week. So just a little house cleaning there. Yeah, and so if you follow us in any of our social media outlets. Um, Facebook, our Facebook group, hashtag the riveted, um, our discord chat, our Instagram, our Twitter, all that stuff. We will try to be posting pictures, video, different things from, from origins. I always like to take rando pictures, um, of things that we see that interest me. One year it was a picture of me and the dude. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) The dude. Yeah. The dude generally abides at origins. He was abiding hardcore there. True. So I'll, I'll be sure to post things like that for you guys. Again, if there's something that you want to see, check out. Or if you're there, we would love to meet you, run into you, chat, play a game or something. Absolutely. Um, at least one of the days we'll be kind of demoing our new shirts. So if you haven't seen them, we've got our introverted shirt, but we'll talk to Meeple. Um we also have tan, cubes, tracks, nobles, kind of the basic rundown of everything Jason likes in a game. And if those shirts do well, then maybe I'll finally get a shirt with the stuff that I like in a game. <laughs> but possibly yeah. come check us out. Yep. That is all the things, all the stuff and all the things. Yep. All right. Well, um, that's our Origins preview. And we'll see you in two weeks for an Origins recap. So I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. Is is there like a music bumper that goes there? Yes. Oh, cool. I was going to make my own music, but I thought, nah, we've got some. <laughs> boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom.